Welcome back to part two of Byron and I deconstructing the topic of what the ego is, what it is to us, our perspective on it, our experience with it, how it affects our lives, how it affects the lives of people around us. And the last thing that we mentioned was my perspective and my story of how naming the ego for ourselves individually and then also allowing it to be exposed can be very challenging for some people and triggering for many people, but also these touch points are really helpful to create the awareness around the ego. So without further ado, let's jump right back into the conversation. I think as, as many touch points as you can have to have, develop awareness around your own ego, the better. I think if you can learn how to do it on your own without somebody else calling you out, we'll probably It'll trigger be, you less. It'll be a lot easier. I'm <laughs> It'll sure. be a lot easier. I wouldn't recommend doing it my way, but that's just my story and how that kind of came mm -hmm. through. Because mm -hmm. it's still, you know, you're calling somebody out, you know, by saying, hey, Leonard, Leonard's around right now. And then you're like, what the fuck? This motherfucker just called me out with my ego. Right. It's like putting the mirror up. It is. But it's not necessarily true just because somebody else calls it out uh, is, is what's interesting. It or, or might not be a bad thing or a good thing either. It's just... It's an awesome thing, yeah. I think. It's, yeah. it's an awesome thing. It's just going to be harder than... You know, so this is why, because you, you mentioned to make it relatable for our audience, people listening right now, you know, I started thinking that's why I'm spending my time explaining what the ego is, is so that they can use their own, you know, you guys can go and just like, help, that's my ego. I want this. I want a donut. That's my ego. That's totally fine. You know, whatever, you know, here's a story for you. All right. So acting class, I didn't grow up wanting to be an actor i don't have any stories i had told myself about who i wanted to be about at least in that world and here i am i find myself at 23 years old in la in an acting class yeah long story short and i have had speech you know fright of speech and stuff in front of people at that point in my life and here i am i don't know how i just you know that how i got there is a whole different podcast but here i am and this this acting guy, coach, basically looked at me one day after working with me for a few weeks, maybe less. And he just looked at me after he gave me some, some like feedback, like, here's, I want you to change this, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And he kind of yells at me and like, he's, he's really mean. <laughs> and he looked at me and he goes, you don't have an ego in that moment. And I, that's when I restructured my thoughts mm -hmm. about what is ego. And I realized what he was saying because I was looking around the room and he's got all these people who have stories they've told themselves about who they are as an actor and how badly they need this or want this career. I didn't have any of that. I just found myself there curious. Mm. And I found yoga at that time. And yoga was like my thing freeing me up, being like, let's try new stuff. You're in mm. a new place. And here's the courage yoga dose. Here's your medicinal dose of yoga. Now go to that acting class and be uncomfortable and see what happens. Right. And so I just started to do that all the time. And, um, that moment really stuck with me. Obviously here I am telling you about it and realizing that he basically was saying you're teachable, you're teachable and coachable because you're not getting in your own way. Mm. There is no I here that's taking something personally. I'm just literally listening to him and just changing according to what he was saying. There wasn't something voice saying, but I learned this from this teacher or mm. but this has worked in the past or mm. what do you know? You're not accomplished. <laughs> wow, that's that's a really good point. Really good story, actually, to highlight that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think you can just kind of relate that in any aspect. We bring our stories with us everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, even in the yoga studio, it's 
huge people will bring their stories yoga teachers bring their stories about who they are and how great they are well like they are well i got news for you guys yoga teachers you only attract people that like you so there's you only get to hear all the compliments yeah (laughs) Yeah. so there's a whole bunch of people that don't come to your class as well in the world might be writing yelp reviews about (laughs) you possibly yeah so just like giving yourself the optimal chance to like detach from the ego as much as possible as often as possible but understand that it also serves a purpose and so to communicate with certain people you need it you actually kind of need it sometimes certain people aren't there yet and right. they need that ego right yeah. yeah i mean the ego is super important and removing destroying the ego separating separating ourselves from the ego I find that language can sometimes um, mislead the the ultimate goal of it, I think. And, you know, then there's some people that say making friends with your ego or or getting along or recognizing when your ego is present and just, you know, building a relationship with your ego. Like, I don't know, these, you know, I guess more hippy-dippy ways of looking at it. Mm -hmm. So the thing that came to mind when you were talking, and this is a question, is like, can the ego be present when you're not speaking? Absolutely. Yes, I believe so. Of course. Your your words are just, we're making, we're just moving our mouths right. and using vibration from inside. Okay, so how about another question? Is the ego more present when we're talking and less obvious or less noticeable when we're sitting in silence? I would say probably so. Yeah. When we speak, we start to get in our heads more of who we are in our stories, especially if we haven't spoken in front of, many people or let's say it's one person and this one person you've never spoken in front of so you're gonna have some difficulty um not showing a mask and 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 doing that so yeah it's so interesting how all these like podcasts we've done recently are like all interchangeable in some ways like authenticity and vulnerability you know and then going into this one right here the ego and how they're just related yeah you know it's all kind of connected like the only way to, to really be authentic is to let go of your ego just to, to loosen the grip right you right know? yeah i mean that's the whole part of the practice and is all these little touch points so there's a reason why we're talking about these things right? <laughs> they're relevant they're important um, yeah you know you have to have some age and some wisdom for most people totally uh, to to realize these things and yeah just in in this lifetime sometimes it's not long enough right for everyone right unfortunately yeah so uh i'm I'm hoping this audience is uh is able to see the value in some of this yeah absolutely yeah the ego is such an interesting thing to me um and we obviously can go very deep i feel like we've kind of waved up and down with the depths of this conversation and i was just thinking maybe it's possible to i mean typically in a podcast you go deeper over time, <laughs> mm-hmm. but part of me kind of wants to go back and like, is is there another way we can like look at this from a little bit more of a superficial or soft surface perspective, mm-hmm. um, so that maybe some people can possibly relate more and then connect more with what we said previously. So, have any thoughts on that? Oh yeah, I'm a better yoga teacher than Paul. There you go. There's one right there. I mean, I said it out loud, and I, I wouldn't say that, and I've had thoughts like that before. But I've also had thoughts where he's better than me. Either way, it's the ego. <laughs> Either way you look at it. And then there's the other times when I disconnect from that completely. And I'm like, I love Paul. We have a, a mutual um, 
you know, this relationship that just benefits, keeps growing, blossoming into to more and more opportunities and potential and just more support. And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like a, a thought that I really don't have <laughs> very often, mm -hmm. but it, it creeps in sometimes. It's that, you know, this is the world we live in. And maybe some of that has nothing to do with you at all and has everything else to do with the environment that you're in, you know, earth, Los Angeles, you know, shrink it down even further, you know, I'm just going from the city into living in your parents' house. I'm just making up a scenario into being sequestered into the basement of your parents' house, being 27, you know, should be out of the house. Um, here's your environment. Your ego gets louder. It, it's more victim at that point. But if you're, if you're able to and pull yourself out of that dungeon, mm -hmm. then you can start to see the light a little bit. Sometimes that means just change up your environment first and then your ego will follow you. Yeah. It can. It can. Yeah, getting out of the loop. Yeah. Yeah. It's, get out of the dungeon. Get out of the loop. It's, 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 get out of your house. It's, it's, it's like it's brain chemistry <laughs> yeah. to me. It's all brain chemistry, which goes deeper into emotional chemistry, but I won't do that to you guys right now. But the brain chemistry component of being able to switch the neural pathways. So if you're used to something, a town that you're not happy in, try living somewhere else. Even if it's not, you're not committing for the rest of your lifetime, you can just go for one month, one year, just try roll the dice, follow right. an impulse that feels like an instinct, which is actually your intuition. Right. And then just kind of see what happens. And, yeah. and your ego will be loud. It'll be loud. Mm -hmm. It'll say lots of stuff to you. Don't do it. You can't do it. This isn't who you are. You're this person. Or, you know, the, and it's not that moving is the only solution. It's like anything new. Try that new yoga studio that you've yeah. just mixed been thing, meaning mixed to. Mix things up. You didn't do it. Yeah. You keep walking around the lake to get to, you know, your friend's house. Try rowing a boat through the middle of the fucking lake. And see what happens. I'm just, these are just the way I, I think about when I'm in a rut. Mm -hmm. How do I change things change up? Change things up. Yeah. That's that's good. That's a smart way of looking at it. It's very simple. It may not um, be about the ego exactly. I'm sure it's connected. Yeah. I'm sure it is connected. Because, I mean, thinking of um, this pandemic and being stuck in situations, locations, uh, scenarios that are challenging for a lot of people one of the biggest remedies for probably a lot of people is to get out of it, to get out in nature, to get out of their apartment, to get out of their house, to try a new job possibly, or, you know, being forced to have to try a new job or being like, I need to get out of this country. I want to go visit. I want to go do these other things. Um, as opposed to the pandemic, creating these little like loops, these little dungeons, these little traps and what kind of effect that has on the ego is kind of what I'm thinking. It's kind of diving a little bit deeper again, but just thinking about like what fuels the ego and what helps to um, keep the ego, the ego like chill and calm, mm, yeah. right? So like what's going to flare up or piss off the ego? You know, like locking it in a room is going to piss it off or locking it in an apartment for 18 months, it's going to piss it off. Maybe. Right? Possibly. I mean, I mean, maybe that's who you are in your mind. Well, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is, I mean, this is not the same scenario for me, but like I've been quote unquote trapped in Bali for the last two and a half years since the pandemic, haven't been able to leave, mm. right? Going home in two weeks and I'm super excited about it, but I'm also not, not that I've been bitter, but I've just been like, I kind of want to go, you know, like mm. I want to get out of here. I just want to, even though I'm excited, I know I'm going to be excited to Island come back fever, to Bali. Baby. 
I'm going to be excited to come back to Bali. Yeah. I'm also just like, I need to get out of here to almost like appreciate what is here because I'm kind of getting in that egoic state where I'm just like not as appreciative mm-hmm. or just kind of like whiny or like irritable to totally. some degree. So it's like, is this fueling that ego? Is that something that you know needs to be shaken up? And is something like traveling? It's exactly. Shaking around? it up was the, what kind of what I was thinking. I was like, the energy wants to shake. We go to sleep. It's an energy shift. We meditate. It's an energy shift. We wake up in the morning. We drink coffee. It's an energy shift. Right. We take a vacation. It's an energy shift. You know, we drink alcohol or do something like that. It's an energy shift. Mm. Our whole existence is just around shifting our energies. Mm. So the 201 to that, not the intro level, but the next level would be to basically notice how your ego responds when shit doesn't go your way. It's an energy shift that you didn't choose, like going to sleep. Right. Or whatever it is, drinking your coffee, going to a yoga class, that energy shift that you sought out consciously because you prefer, you have a preference, you have a story behind it. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you take that uncomfortable route where your ego is like in a different perspective now? It's like having to take a step back. Who am I? I don't know who I am with this new experience. That I, I really, my ego is now so terrified of being gone or doesn't know what the next step for him, her is that is basically in, forces like a combustion, like a spontaneous combustion of like internally explodes in a right. way where that can come out as extreme fear, mm. extreme anxiety, right. extreme depression. It can also come into massive transformation, right? Complete and utter uh, realization of your potential. So it becomes this like ah, absolutely, in my opinion, necessary in this lifetime for me and not for everybody, but some people they just need, they need to explore further into like what this existence is about. And for those people, if that resonates for you, you got to shift your energy in uncomfortable ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting. Getting getting your boat rocked when you're not the one rocking it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I just want my boat to stop rocking. <laughs> and like, how are, how are you going to manage that energy shift? Yeah, man. If you this know. boat's a rocking, don't come a knocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's super, super interesting. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, how else should we take this? We, we touched on it in so many different ways. We went really deep. We looked at it from a surface level kind of shared my introduction to how ego kind of played into my life. How about you? Like when was your first like conscious awareness of when ego actually like became known to you? Like you mm. knew what it was and, and you, you have these depths of level of conversation. Was there a particular point or maybe mm. a story or something that can... It's hard to really speak on because the depths of conversation, I don't think I had the capacity to go in depth with this for most of my life at mm-hmm. least, you know, and maybe the last 10 years, it's been a lot easier, 15 yeah, ten. So maybe like prior to that moment where that one guy was, I mean, I guess, but before before yoga, right? For you, because I was gonna say the the acting example. Um, oh, that, I was twenty three, and twenty three was my biggest moment of shifting to really thinking about it and being like, why this is important, right? Other than just oh, you got a big ego, and it's kind of been burned into your um, consciousness to be something that it might not be. So mm-hmm. it's just a word that you associate with overconfidence or cocky or, um, Oh, you got a big ego. Nobody says, Oh, you have an ego. They just say you have a big ego. Right. 
You have a beautiful ego. You have a beautiful Byron. ego. That's not see. Then maybe you should start to change the. I love your ego. I love when your ego is present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's usually not. (laughs) Might be a little condescending. I don't know. It might be hard that way. I totally love when your ego enters the conversation. It's so nice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's come up a lot and it's such a beautiful, it is a beautiful thing to check it. Yeah. Because it feels good to be able to disassociate your eye. Some, for me, for, for certain certain times, at least. Now, if you're so strongly committed and attached to that relationship with your ego, like you are committed, you're in a committed relationship, you got to divorce this ego at some point, but you're going to feel a lot of suffering, pain, stagnation. Um, and at some points, you'll be confronted about this ego, not necessarily by others, but by your what is coming into your life, what life you have. The quality, and I'm not talking about the quality of your house or car and the things that you can financially gain from having a big ego, but the actual state of happiness that you're in. So that's why this is important. Okay, I think it's time to close out this episode now that we've reached our 15-minute nugget series limit, but we're going to continue the conversation because this topic is interesting. So if you're intrigued as much as I am, I encourage you to listen to the final episode next week on what the ego is as we deconstruct it further and build a better relationship, friendship, connection with our own ego. Not necessarily disassociating or destroying our ego, but just allowing ourselves to live harmoniously with our ego and therefore improving the quality of our life and likely the quality of life of those around us. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. All right, listen up, everyone. Paul, Byron, and myself have been working so hard on putting together a platform dedicated specifically to yoga teachers. And the good news is it's almost ready for you. Soon, this platform is going to be publicly released. But we want to actually make a special offer to those who have been dedicated to following us since the beginning. So that's a lot of you listeners right now. We want to make a special offer for you. And if you are interested in being one of the founding members of this Going Pro platform, then you're going to have an opportunity to do so. All you need to do is just go into any of the description of any episode and you'll be able to sign up to the wait list for this Going Pro platform so that you can take advantage of this offer. We hope to see you there.